So welcome to my podcast. Today we're discussing what the future of fashion stores and fashion shopping will look like. So Not In Paris is High Society's most impactful flagship event, celebrating all things fashion, culture and art. It originally started in 2020 as a way to remedy the fear of missing out of Paris Fashion Week during the pandemic. However, for the fourth and fifth edition, Not In Paris was actually brought to the city of Paris in a physical flagship store experience. So the multimedia hub brings together the leading creatives in design, music, fashion, and now tech to spark a new wave of collaborative projects, events, and exclusive products. So for this episode specifically, I spoke to the Fabricant CEO and co-founder, Kerry Murphy, all about the Fabricant's collaboration with Heisnabiety for their pop-up store. Kerry explains how the Fabricant brought a glimpse of experiential retail to the Heisnabiety pop-up through a series of digital collectibles. And in this conversation, Kerry uses the Heisnabiety example as a way to show that we no longer go to fashion stores to actually shop for clothes, but rather we're seeking engaging and shareable experiences that really allow us to immerse ourselves in a brand's storytelling and community. However, Kerry also says that this high stability example is only the start of what can be achieved with experiential retail for fashion, and that the Fabricant is on a mission to partner with luxury brands to create unique and memorable experiences for their shoppers in store. So as always, I really hope you enjoy this episode. I think the topic of experiential retail for fashion is just so cool. And Kerry really shares some incredible insights on what the future of fashion stores and fashion shopping will be. I'm also really intrigued to hear what you think of the Fabricant and Heisnabiety collaboration as a whole, and of course, what you think of this episode. So let's get into the conversation and I hope you enjoy. Like I said, there's so much that I could speak to you about. I've been a fan of the Fabricants since I started my digital fashion journey. And I feel obviously you're one of the market leaders in digital fashion. But specifically, I want to speak to you about the High Snobiety collaboration you did in Paris recently. Because I think it's really interesting now where we're up to with fashion and digital fashion, how the physical fashion world and digital fashion world is going to come together because I feel that's really what it's all about now in my opinion so I'm interested to know if you agree about that and everything like that but maybe it's good if you start off by explaining who you are and what the fabricant is in case anyone doesn't know. Yeah, My name is Kerry Murphy I am the founder and CEO at the fabricant. Fabricant uh, originally established in 2018 the whole idea around digital fashion house started in 2016 already uh, before the, the world of fashion was fully digital, before gaming had gone towards the route of skins with the full concept that, yeah, fashion is also going to go digital. It was It's easier to predict it because if you look at architecture, automotive, graphic design, film and visual effects, any other design field, they've all, all gone through digital transformation in their own way. So it's only natural that fashion is going to go through it as well. And, and even though 2016, we've already gone through, let's say, Web2 revolution, a lot of uh, digital transformation, fashion was only starting it. And I was very naive at that point, thinking that fashion industry was, you know, extremely well organized and robots were making clothes and, you know, the whole supply chain is to fully figure it out, only to learn so much about the challenges of the fashion industry. Mm. So I saw... 3D and visual effects pipelines or the technical pipelines as a, as a solution, many of the problems, uh, problems when it comes down to sampling, B2B sales, 
marketing, uh, in-game experiences, in-store experiences. Uh, but the, the business model was very much focused on the marketing at that point because, uh, you know, to reduce samples with 3D technology, there was no budget in it and no want. It's really what's holding the fashion industry back is the mindset of the fashion industry. There's a lot of people still thinking in a very archaic way in old processes and this kind of status quo. It is just the way it is type of thing. But right now what's happening, especially now post-pandemic, we see a lot of people jumping into the space with new ideas, with new technologies, new tools, and new ideas around metaverse, blockchain, uh, AI. You know, there's a lot of buzzwords being thrown around, but they're, they're all valid buzzwords because, you know, there's great builders in the space. So the fabricant is really focused on taking an innovate, innovative stance when it comes down to the vision, the values, and how digital fashion will become bigger than the physical fashion industry or, or the business model. Mm-hmm. Uh, I always say that digital fashion is more scalable, it's more sustainable, and what's needed for us to figure out is how to make it more profitable than, than yeah. the physical uh, garment itself. Because if you think about the margins on physical garments, it's it's quite small. If you think about the margins on digital garments, especially what we've seen in the recent years, it's crazy. And yeah. it's just about finding that sticky, repeatable business model. And for me, uh, Nike is just one of the front runners there. What they're doing with uh, Dot Swoosh, uh, the acquisition of Artifact at the end of 21. You know, these type of things are like bold moves. And uh, this, for me, is where the whole fashion industry is moving towards to. Mm. And it's just the beginning of it. You yeah. know, it's not going to get less. It's only going to get more, right? Yeah, it's interesting to hear you say that because I've heard you say before that, yeah, the whole fashion industry is going down this digital route and that the fabricants specifically will never create physical garments. And initially, when I first started my digital fashion journey, I was really also feeling that way as well but almost now I feel that it's really about the merging of the physical and digital because obviously people are so connected to physical clothes I was wondering if your mindset had shifted as well do you truly believe that the business model of purely digital clothing will be as big as initially thought maybe two years ago yeah it's a great question and well I'm I'm on a path to make digital only fashion uh, a thing. Mm-hmm. So it's, uh, you know, there's two questions, you know, what's going to happen in the future and where are we right now? Well, we're not there yet. And ever since the beginning of the fabricant, we've always worked with physical fashion brands, helping them sell more physical clothing. Mm-hmm. So when we say that we're digital only, or the, the slogan that I use in my presentations is always digital, never physical it means that we just don't produce any physical clothing. We will never ever go to a factory or manufacturer and be like, hey, can you take our digital file and can you make a physical item of that so we can sell it to a consumer? Yeah. doesn't mean that we don't work. You know, fashion brands can do that. But then we'll always say like, look, look, we're going to, we're going to enable the digital side. We're going to enable the digital product, the digital distribution and the digital business model. And it's fine for you to do the, the physical item. We've done it with High Snobiety. We've done it with Weekday last month. You know, both of those projects had a physical component attached to it, but we just had nothing to do with the physical side of it. Yeah. We're just connecting our digital items onto that uh, consumer or customer experience that, hey, you can have the physical item, but you can also have the digital item. 
Now, if you think about where are we headed towards to in the future, especially these digital savvy, digital native kids who were born and raised with iPads and iPhones and games that, you know, they, they already have an understanding of spending their money on Fortnite or Roblox. When that generation grows up and the generation after that grows up, they're just becoming more and more digital native. They're, they're the ones who are going to see value in, in digital only items. And a lot of those items like the Nike dot swoosh, you know, $20 for some virtual sneakers that you get to use in games. That to me is the most scalable thing. You can honestly sell a billion digital products without ever having to make a single physical product. Somewhere in the future, we're still going to be selling physical products, mm. but the scale is going to come from the digital side of things. From a business model perspective, once that gets cracked, every single fashion brand is going to be to going towards a gold rush. Yeah, I think it's really interesting that you're looking at digital fashion as this changing the actual business model around fashion and it yet infusing into it and reducing physical products, but not eliminating them totally. And I also think it's really interesting how you're looking at the younger consumers today and then not only how they will shop when they're a bit older, but actually how the generations after them will shop. And I think it's it's interesting to look at digital fashion in that more holistic way rather than looking how it is right now. Thinking about how it will be in the future, which I actually think I've heard you say as well, which always sticks in my mind. But you mentioned the High Snobiety collaboration you did. So I obviously want to speak about that because I was in Paris and then I saw it and I was really blown away by it because I think it was so nice to see how that digital element came together with the other physical collaborations and exclusive drops and how it all came together in one physical flagship space. So first of all, can you explain a bit about this collaboration for those who don't know, and then we'll go into what the actual value that the digital element, the fabricant brought to the High Snobiety flagship? Yeah, gladly. And I, yeah, really happy to hear that you like that experience. So High Snobiety, uh, one of the biggest uh, high brands uh, out of Europe, they have a once a year pop-up store in Paris called Nut in Paris. So this was the fifth edition where they rent out a space and they bring in 20 different brands. And this was not in Paris five. And it's the first time that there was a digital only brand connected to that. You know, so brands like Jean Paul Cotier, Stock X, uh, Adidas, uh, multiple other ones, uh, you know, that are selling physical goods in the store itself. You know, so 20 brands and one digital only brand. And the way that the fabricant was set up there, we basically had a screen and people could scan a QR code that leads to, towards the, the digital only product. And the screen is kind of amongst all of these physical items. Um, so that's really a bold move from somebody who really is really grounded to, to culture, to streetwear, who really comes from the, you know, the physical fashion side to embrace and see that a, you know, future is also partly digital in these uh, physical experiences. And that to me is something that where retail is kind of evolving to. It's not anymore about, you know, just having as much product as possible. It's actually limiting, limiting the product in store, making it experiential, making it emotional. And uh, what we really wanted to establish, you know, for the fabrican presence next to all of these physical items is, is, is an interactive experience. 
So it could have taken it much further. It, it kind of missed that element where you get to try on digital, you know, the so-called virtual try on. It was just the screen, you know, just playing a video. Hey, look at, look at how cool this jacket is. Look at how you can wear it AR. And then through the QR code, it takes you to the purchasing experience. So there's a lot, a lot of learnings and can be taken much further. So the way I see this concept evolving that, you know, that the, the retail store itself will need to be somewhere at the, convergence of that you know the physical product which is part of the experience and the digital experience so these stores become more experiential and again nike stores all around the world are a great example of that. some of them have like basketball courts in there uh you know these kind of different experiences so it leads to people to hang out at the store and that they want to you know just do things rather than just go look at physical product. Because that to me is an old concept. That to me is a dead concept. Mm. That to me gives me anxiety when I walk into a store and I just see yeah. nothing but racks of clothes. And I'm like, I don't even know where to start. And the only experience is like, okay, just find the clothing that I like. No, that's not, that, that's what shopping is, is about. So the digital really just brings a new experiential layer to it. And again, a product that can contribute value to the to the physical. So the Heisen Bayes store, it had the varsity jacket. So we made the digital varsity jacket. They made the physical varsity jacket. The physical varsity jacket was 400 euros. It's a, it's a cool jacket. I put it on, you know, it felt really cool. The digital jacket is 25 euros. So completely different price point, but also completely different experience. Because mm. you get the AR wearing experience, you get you get the 3D files. So if you know how to use 3D files, you can put them in your own experiences. And then connecting that to games, connecting it to different platforms, it's just completely different from like, hey, buy this jacket, wear it for your party, or you know, wear it wear it outside, and then it ends up like just kind of dying in the, yeah. in your closet sooner or later. It's cool. Do you do you have any insight on the type of consumer that was buying the physical? jacket and then the type of consumer that was buying the digital jacket or was it consistent with someone buying both of them great question yeah. so i can only talk from observations so mm. far so i haven't received any of the data because they just closed last week uh, but being at the store the type of people that came to the pop-up uh, were mainly people who, who were looking for some really cool unique physical items mm. you know that were because those items you could only get at the pop-up store itself i mean that there was a there was an online version of it too but you couldn't get all the items so it's a lot of uh travelers you know i saw actually a lot of asians there uh some of my friends from you know different countries really going there because it, it was just a unique place you know, to get those items so it's definitely a consumer focused on on unique physical goods you know people who have a little bit more purchasing power uh, you know some kids who just come for the t-shirt or just you know for the for the not not in Paris items, so they can say that they've been there. Mm. Uh, but it's you're kind of like streetwear luxury uh, buyer. Mm. And how many people did actually buy clothes at the store itself? I don't know the numbers, but it's not that many. Yeah. It's uh, it's definitely it, you know it's yeah. not the store that sold out, and you know it's the internet that sells it out. I think yeah, and it kind of goes back to what you were saying of when you go shopping and you go into a store and it's just racks and racks of clothes. It is overwhelming, and that's why people actually prefer to shop online because they can avoid that stressful, chaotic environment. But the thing that actually brings people into the store is the experience and then it's such a good example with the high snobiety pop-up because yeah people are going because they want to 
embrace this community creative aspect of it, be there because it's hyped up and they're loyal to the brand and want to see the products, but they're not necessarily buying. And that's also interesting where the digital element comes in, because even if someone's not interested in necessarily owning the digital garment, the fact that it can bring them in and have this immersive, fun experience within the store is really a key element to it. And then when I was there, actually, I thought it was so amazing, but then it would be even cooler if it was even more interactive, like you were saying. So I think in the future, having this real mix of physical and digital, not even to buy the product, but to experience the brand and the moment that it's trying to create is really, really cool. Because obviously this pop-up is all about celebrating the community of creatives like within this space. Do you think the digital element can help bring in even more creatives to that community in a way? I mean, the answer is definite yes. Mm. It's more about how, how, how is it done? And it is about, you know, just creating that experience that people want to be part. I, I think some of the coolest experiences that I've seen uh, was in New York. So BBC store, Billionaires Boys Club, they had a really cool space. You know, they have a space where, you know, creative people want to come and they want to hang around and they want to have a conversation. They want to be surrounded by coolness, newness, uh, creative people. Ice and the store did a, also a good job in it. So it's actually a place where I wanted to be in. Mm. I wanted to hang around. I didn't, I didn't feel like I needed to really do anything, but to like observe, you know, check out some products. StockX had a cool experience there as well. Uh, our experience so for, for me it should for lack of a better example i guess be, become like an arcade experience where you feel like you have like something to do where you have yeah. some you know things to experience you know so not, not i'm not I, I try to avoid to avoid the word gaming because it just kind of pu pushes it to a different corner but the it, it's, it needs to be experiential mm. you know and for me digital just presents a great experience it's it's a just creating a place, you know, that cultivates culture, that cultivates, uh, you know, certain type of people and has that right storytelling around it, that it becomes a place where people connect to each other. And for me, the, the true um, opportunity in the digital space is the connection. And I'll, and I'll use another example. There's a brand called uh, 9DCC by uh, Chi Money. And what he's done, he's just created some you know, very basic items, t-shirts, caps, probably next item is a hoodie. Uh, but what he's done, put, put into those items is that NFC chip, meaning that if I see this brand and I know it, I know that I can scan this clothing. I know that I can scan the t-shirt and I know I can scan the, the cap because once I scan those, they actually become collectibles, digital collectibles. And the more items I... I collect, the more rewards I get back. So I actually won a $300 cap because I, I was the person who scanned the most people, who went went up to most people and be like, yo, I see that you're wearing this item. Can I scan your cap? Can I scan your t-shirt? And you know what it creates? It creates a connection between two different strangers. Allows me to go up to somebody with a good reason to say like, hey, what's up? I see that you're wearing this brand. Do you mind if I scan you? And through that, we get into a conversation. We get to know each other. So it forges connection. It forges relationships. Something that fashion has always been very good about. Where I, you know, see somebody wearing a brand to be like, oh hey, you know, I love what you're wearing, or I love that brand. 
I love that collection. You know, it, it creates a conversation. It creates a, a, a kind of a, a connection moment between two different people who have the same understanding of the same interests. Now it just elevates that experience even further where I have a digital experience connected to it that's connected to rewards, that's connected to multiple different other experiences that comes with this whole uh, digital collectible side and it scales it up and it creates a global community where I get to connect to people who are doing the same thing, whether that's in Japan or United States or wherever in the world because of like these digital communication devices that come together with that experience. So it's, it's, for me, this is the evolution. It's tapping into the same emotion, tapping into the same experience, but just elevating it or evolving it to the, to the next stage, which is that digital layer and just makes it much more richer. Uh, you know, it's all about the same thing. It's, it's about loyalty. It's about connect, connecting to new consumer groups and it's creating new revenue streams. Those three things, it does extremely well. Yeah, it really comes down to this emotional storytelling and marketing, which obviously Nike does so well. It is like the reason that it's been such a giant and so successful as a brand because of its ability to connect with consumers way beyond just having a nice product. Like it's what the brand means to them. And obviously these digital experiences and like the highest nobility pop-up, people will remember that moment and therefore be more connected to the product if they bought one or just the brands themselves that were included. And I think that's what's a really nice way to look at this whole space. But would you say that the Fabricant, is that almost your mission now to help brands, to support brands in creating these connections with consumers? Uh, look, great question. I, I think that would be one way to put it. Yeah. So the Fabricant's mission, mission there is to, from more boring terms, to enable their digital business model. It's enabled the digital experience. Mm-hmm. You know. So where where are we extremely good at? We're extremely good at producing digital items. We're extremely extremely good at distributing them to multiple different places, and we're good at finding that business model where you know connecting them to consumers you know creating that user experience for consumers to to want to buy a digital item essentially so where brands struggle with is basically having that knowledge in-house most likely Uh, so we just come in and help them out from essentially being the extended digital fashion business arm for any physical fashion brand all the big companies, you know, they like to move very slow and like to have big teams in place. I would say we're, we're really focused on premium brands, you know, premium luxury brands. High Snowbuyer is a great one. You know, it's like I see it as highly curated, um, very well branded, connected to culture. Those are the brands that we want to go after because they're typically the ones who are interested in space, yeah. but don't necessarily know exactly how to enter the space itself. You know, so the Fabricant is essentially there just being the, the the digital partner when it comes down to production, distribution and business. Yeah, I was actually, I wanted to ask you, what was the mindset of Heisnabayati, the people you were working with on this collaboration specifically? What was their vision for bringing the Fabricant in and what why did they want to do this in the first place? I, th- I think for them, they recognize that there's something happening. Mm-hmm. They they see all the other fashion brands, a lot, a lot of fashion brands, in, let's say so-called NFT drops during the hype. Uh, they also drop their own NFTs uh, during the hype as well. 
But I, I think now everybody's questioning, like, what is the business model beyond the, the hype itself right now? And they recognize, okay, Fabricant is one of the, you know, the biggest players in, the, in it. Let, let's bring them into the collaboration and uh, see where it goes. Let's just start and let's do test and learn and, uh, and uh, have that conversation and question then how do we do it bigger, better next year, essentially. So there's not so much uh, analytical thinking and crazy uh, yeah. strategic KPIs, you know, for long run. No, it's like, let's connect to the culture. The culture is moving towards these digital experiences and we recognize it. And we see ourselves as a, you know, unique innovator in the technology space as well. So let's bring in the best partners in that space. Yeah, I love that's it. The, that's, that's, I can only, I only can hypothesize. And that's the, what the conversations have been with them as well. No, I think that makes total sense because, yeah, it's just the natural way that it's going and then being, yeah, with the culture that is now this digital times physical mix. But then you were also saying that this is the future. So I wanted to know, you've already briefly touched on it, but what is your vision for the future of bringing digital into these flagship events or physical retail? Good question. It's obviously a lot uh, you can yeah, say. No. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, there's of course, and it's, uh, it's, I wouldn't say it's the future. It's not the only future. It's a future. And it's one of the many futures that's going to happen, especially for the physical space. It, it is the experiential side. That's where it needs to, to move towards to. Um, there's a lot of challenges when it comes down to the physical product. I'm not going to focus on that. I'm not going to focus on, you know, how, how can it actually help the physical side? You know, for me, fashion is emotion. For me, fashion is storytelling. Essentially, those are the, the, the core elements of, of fashion. We, we don't talk about the practicalities so much as we talk about, you know, why, why do we connect to a certain brand? The brand, you know, the, the physical item is just a utility for the brand storytelling. Essentially, and this is what I see. In the end, it's storytelling. It's it's not about it's not about the technology so much. It's just about how we use the technology. You know, you can talk about Apple Vision Pro, AR, and any of these technological things. But if I'm trying to sell you AR lenses, you know, why should you care? If I'm going to sell you, yeah, it's a digital fashion experience on Apple Vision Pro. Yeah, most people are not going to care. That's just you know just a technological element. But if I tell you a story. That resonates with you emotionally. That makes you, uh, you know, fall in love with the storytelling. You don't care what the item is. You don't care if it's a physical item. You don't care if it's a digital item. As long as the experience is something that you want to connect to, and this is what I actually see is is the future. The digital fashion is going to be be the storytelling mechanism that's going to make you want to buy the item, and uh, you're going to want to use that item wherever you hang around with. So if you know, like my my iPhone tells me that I spend five hours a day online on my phone, which is, which is a lot. But, you know, I do most of my work. So that means that in, during that time, I'm actually inter interacting with digital fashion one way or another. And this is only going to keep getting more and more and more in, in the future. I also love games. You know, I would love to have all of my digital fashion uh, items in the games that I play. Um, for me, in the future, the, uh, the physical side is just a utility. It's just like something that comes with the digital experience itself. So when I, when I go to a store, and especially a high supply store is the, is the best example, um, it, it's, it is just an experience where I want to hang around. When I travel New York, LA, Korea, Tokyo, Singapore, whatever, I will always be looking 
for those boutique fashion stores because they're so good at the experience because they're so good at you know showing me something that I haven't experienced before so it's not about that I'm not going there to buy physical items no I'm there for the storytelling to get mm. part of the culture to be connected to the culture to be connected to the creative people to connect it to the uniqueness that that country has to offer that I cannot experience wherever I'm living myself and I tell you Amsterdam and the Netherlands is not great when it comes down to boutique fashion storytelling there's a few stores but very very few when I go to Paris there's just so many there's an unendless un- amount of like these boutique stores and they all come with their own emotion their own uniqueness now digital is going to elevate that and make it something that everybody can access anywhere in the world yeah so I'll, I'll give an example I was just in Seoul in South Korea and at the conference there were five speakers and they were all politicians they started out and they were all talking about one thing the metaverse web3 ai and nfts and how it's going to change the country so they're actually building their own metaverse experience for seoul so any tourist can experience seoul before wow. they even choose to go to korea so they're creating a virtual experience of seoul which basically is available for everybody. So now you don't need to travel anymore to experience Seoul. But you know what's going to come with that? Because I've done the digital experience, then I will be like, hey, actually, I want to I wanna have the physical experience as well. So same thing in fashion. How can I have this digital experience with the clothing, create that emotional connection, that emotional resonance? And once I have that, created that emotional connection to the digital item, I will want to physical item. I will want to play it in a game. I will want to use it in all of these different places. Because mm. the, the only thing that matters is, is that emotional connection that you have that have to, to that item. So that's why I say physical is just part of the utility yeah. that comes after you've created that connection. No, it comes back to connection, which is like what you were saying. And I think it is all about the, um, yeah, it's all about the storytelling. And I feel like now, because there's so many physical items and also then with all the new technology that's being offered, it's like where to begin. So where it, where it comes down to the real value is in the emotional connection that you can create with the consumer. And I think the way you've put it is really great because even myself recently, I feel like I was getting bogged down in the technical jargon and then also thinking, yeah, Obviously, there's all these new technologies, but why would a fashion consumer or even someone working within fashion be so interested in them? And then it's thinking, what avenue do you go down? But really, like you said, it's not about AR or it's not about AI. It's about the experience that this can bring and then making people feel something through the experiences that these that this technology offers in a way. So I feel like looking at it through that way is really interesting. And then in that way, you can really see how this is the future of the fashion industry as a whole. So I think the way that you put that's really mm-hmm. interesting. But obviously, as a closing question for you, I wanted to ask what you believe the future of the fashion industry will look like what are we talking about like one year two years three years yeah i'd say like in the next kind of five years five years Uh, so i i believe the 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 dirty word digital so the physical digital connection is only going to get stronger um we're going to see a lot of brands uh, really testing and learning and experimenting 
within this uh, space like 90cc have done. So we're probably going to see a lot more like NFC chips being integrated onto fashion products. So there, there will be the digital twin. Uh, something that we did just with Tommy Hilfiger, uh, which basically uh, we designed the so-called limitless item, which is connected to a physical item. So they have a physical item, they have a digital twin of the physical item, and then they have the so-called limitless version, which means kind of where creativity goes further than what physicality can offer. So items that you can only wear in the digital space. So this to me is like the, where the future is heading towards to that. You know, you will have that physical item. You have, will have a digital twin that you can use in games and whatever, whatever other experiences. And then you will have kind of that item that goes a little bit further and is co-created together with the customer themselves. So there's a lot, there's going to be a lot more personalization where the customer gets to create their own item together with the brand where they can say that, Hey, I created this item. And because of blockchain, they're going to be able to say, I can, I own this item. This item is mine. So the, the customer is going to be creating their own items, their own collections together with the brands. And something that excites me the most, which five years is probably still a short time frame, is the, the economy and the business model that goes through that. And I always love the, the, the analogy with, you know, what smartphone enabled. And it was just a, you know, a hardware evolution. It created a new business model when it came down to digital film. My background is in film and visual effects. It completely revolutionized. It made everybody a photographer and a videographer. The, what digital fashion is going to enable, it's going to make everybody a, a fashion designer. Or give, give everybody the tools and the ability to create their own digital fashion. And it doesn't mean that, you know, everybody's going to become a fantastic fashion designer, but that's how the, the, the new Coco Chanel, the virtual applause, the Carl Lagerfelds are going to come from. They're going to come from the, from the, from the digital world. And we already see it. You know, there's a few Roblox builders, uh, you know, who are young people making their own digital fashion collections. So that's what's really being challenged. So next, uh, three to five years. It's really going to be the, the convergence of the digital and the physical in, in different ways. Uh, but yeah, five years is a long time. The fabricants only existed for five years. And uh, honestly, yeah. it's a world of a difference. But we, have, we also had the pandemic in between. So uh, let, let's see uh, what the next five years bring. So gaming, gaming, of course, is a, is a no-brainer and a big opportunity for the space. And my favorite example that I will 100% sure that's going to happen. Uh, so let me paint this picture. Uh, Beyonce has been touring the world. Everybody's been going crazy about her concert, posting a lot of pictures. Fashion has played a huge role in that, right? Now think that that fashion that she's wearing, while you're, you are at the venue, while you are at the concert, she says, look at my clothing. Now all of you can have this as well. And then she puts on a whatever QR code on the screen and everybody scans the QR code and everybody can own and wear what Beyonce is wearing at that moment as a digital experience, that's 100% sure going to come. And this is a new, huge unlock for all of these artists because merchandise, physical merchandise, is a big part of their business model. They make millions from physical merchandise, but it's bad quality, you know, shipping, uh, manufacturing. There's so many you know, challenges around the physical side of it. You put that into a digital experience, all of a sudden you can connect to, you know, 60,000 people at the stadium, not only a few hundred who are waiting in line to buy it. And it can be immediate 
and it can be done at scale. You know, yeah. that to me is 100% sure going to happen in the next five years. And uh, yeah, every artist is going to be uh, tapping into that digital fashion mm. business model. No, it's so cool. And I think in that way, it's such an exciting time to just witness this evolution that's happening within fashion, but also how it's, yeah, connecting it with artists, music, just different elements of culture as a whole and how it's bringing it all together in this one experience in a way. So I feel like, yeah, it's so, so exciting. But what is next for The Fabricant then in this new world? <laughs> so we're going to keep building. We're going to keep building the digital fashion experience. Uh, you know, so part of the so-called moat, you know, so what, what, what differentiates us from everybody? We know how to work with the premium brands. We're going to keep elevating the, the digital fashion business model. We're really good at producing items at scale. We're really good at distributing them or so-called optimizing these files to, to gaming platforms. We have a lot of gaming relationships, you know, so we're, we're going to keep bringing physical fashion in, into the digital uh, fashion space and enabling and scaling that business model. And that's, that's the huge unlock. So it's, it's a similar path as, you know, social media companies, game companies, Roblox as well has been around for a long time. They're only exploding right now because the timing was so right for them as well. So there's a few things that we need as the fabricant for to happen in the world. Interoperability between gaming companies so that they're not, you know, gated anymore. Uh, we need the Web3 world, you know, the open ecosystem, uh, a decentralized open ecosystem to really evolve. That's when we can really start distributing our files. And any hardware acceleration, you know, so uh, a 3D internet, so that already exists, but, you know, technology is just like graphics cards are not strong enough in every single computer, yet alone mobile devices yet, you know, so as these devices get bigger and better and faster, uh, you know, the internet's going to become more open and it's going to allow us to distribute further. Mm -hmm. So the, the, the fabricant is ready for the future. We, we just need you know, other platforms, other people, other technologies such as AR to evolve a little bit further. So, you know, people will actually want to use those experiences. But I always say that, you know, we're sitting on hundreds of thousands of digital assets that are just collecting digital dust on our hard drives right now, ready to be deployed out into the world of our digital lifestyles. Yeah. Uh, music is going to be a big unlock. Gaming is going to be a big unlock. 100% sure I, we believe in the future, but we need other players in it. We need competitors, we need hardware providers, we need technology providers and platforms to keep building so we can distribute our digital clothing because in the end, we're just a digital fashion house. Amazing. Well, it's so, so, so exciting. I can't thank you enough for taking the time to speak to me today. I think it's so exciting and I can't wait to see what's next for the fabricant, but also what's next for these digital fashion experiences within within the fashion landscape so it's so so exciting so where can people learn more about the fabricant and also yourself www.thefabricant.com our website is a, is a great place twitter follow fabricant on twitter that's where we're the most active uh, i'm on linkedin love to connect with people on linkedin this is carrie murphy at the fabricant uh, those are probably the places. Oh, Twitter as well. Like, honestly, Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, those are the socials where we hang out the most. 
And uh, yeah, keep following the progress because we have a lot of uh, digital fashion dropping this year. And you know, we're only speeding up and bringing more and more fashion uh, uh, houses into the mix. And of course, you know, like the hype word of the day is AI. You know, so of course, we're developing our own AI tooling as well. That's going to, you know, accelerate and uh, scale the digital fashion wearing of clothing, digital clothing. So there's a lot of cool things coming up. But, you know, like we have to be very mindful and uh, make the, the right moves and the right steps uh, one, one step at a time. Yes. Amazing. Well, it's very exciting. So thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Thank you.